It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah! Oh! And here we are! Hey. You dirty, dirty Ball dog. Ball God, look at that mustache. Ball pulled a fast one on us this morning, man. I got y'all. Super oh Mario! Super Bros! It looks like Mario ate Luigi. Hey, Lu- oh hey Luigi! God. You know what? You, you don't look like a pedophile, so congratulations I, for that. It's borderline, but thank you. <laughs> hey, oh no, oh yeah. You're I one listen. of them. Oh. <laughs> you, bo- I like it. You, you look, look like an old relief. You like if David Wells yeah. came out of retirement today. <laughs> To throw up, throw right, I'll take no, that. you look like I like it. you look like you're showing up at my house to fix a clog in the plum. Yes, you look like true. a plumber. My wife was horrified. My son <laughs> liked it. I said because a couple of weeks ago we, uh, we we put we put a picture up of me in high school and I had like this little you know thin be- mustache and I and somebody said oh you got to do that again and I was like I haven't had just a mustache since high school. My goodness. And I said, I said to my wife this morning, I said, I'm shaving it all. I'm leaving the mustache and I'm going to wear a mask. So for folks, you don't know. Yeah. I've been wearing a mask for the whole half hour. I'm here saying I had a cold. And, I'm, I, and I see him in the bathroom with a mask. And I'm like, yeah. you all right? And he's yeah. like, yeah, I'm just not feeling well. I'll take yeah. it off for the show. And I'm thinking, well, it's kind of weird. You're going to, yeah, all right, yeah, whatever. Exactly. Like, hey, That's I, I learned a long time ago. Don't and question mask, man. Just anybody let it go. who comes in the studio yeah. with even the slightest sniffle. There you go. There's the mustache. That That's they should right. not be here. That's right. They should be wearing a mask. Right. If, if you even around if you sneeze in the morning don't don't show up and he has every right to because his wife is going through some issues some health stuff so you're totally in the right but he came in and i spent 20 minutes being like boy you're a hypocrite how dare you right they killed him you were you were playing us good job age me he literally just took the mask off right before the show i i hate it yeah i'm glad you guys like it i think it looks so weird i gotta decide if i'm gonna shave it off before my little league game tonight Oh, yeah. If you're going to be around kids, you probably should. I probably should, right? (laughs) Oh, my God. What'd you say? I might be arrested? If you show up with that mustache around three dozen sub-10-year-olds, you know what you should do? If you keep the mustache, you should find, like, a a passenger van with no windows on it and drive that to the game. You'll definitely be arrested. Then 100% arrested. (laughs) There was a – speaking of mustaches, real quick, before we get to more serious things – one time, my, my son, when he was like five or four or something, he had what turned out to be, uh, what is it, the croup? We had a terrible cough. Yeah. 
And it's scary when you first sure. you're a new parent. And we took him to the emergency room. And the guy who was doing the treatment on him had this thin mustache with like the Raleigh the fingers, fingers curls. curls. And it's like, how do I not stare at this guy's mustache? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm I'm trying. My wife is like hitting me not to laugh. I want to crack up, but it's like you wear a, a silly mustache only, especially with curls at the end. You know, you pay the price. What for do you think's gonna happen? But I held it together anyway. You uh, could- but before we move on, yeah. Uh, we're going to do a PCC read real quick because the chat's roasting you, and I'm going to read you some Love chat it. roasts. Uh, if our, today's roast, and this is off the top, we're just going to do this live, and I'm going to miss some, I'm sure. But whenever we read internet comments, and today it is Roasting Bull's Mustache, it's brought to us by Love our it. good friends at PCC Airfoils. You're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? Well, PCC Airfoils is the leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are eyeing for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at <laughs> precast.com slash careers to learn Should more. I let it go longer? I, mean, I, 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 I cut it off too short there. I don't know. I'm just going to read a couple. Go, I'm going to read a couple, as many as I can find in the next yeah. minute and a half. Uh, Insane Overlord says you look like Paul Blart. Lawrence Goggins says Policeman Bull. Uh, the April says, hey, look, it's time to make the donuts. I guess he looks like a donut maker. Uh, Tom DePore the says the Dunkin' Donuts commercials, commercials back, in the, back day, yeah. in the day. Tom DePore says he looks like a 1980 sports writer. Lawrence says Bull looks like he gets donuts and coffee for free on the shift. <laughs> uh, Kenny Miller says that's definitely fake. Joel Dine says says, Lieutenant Bull. Evan419 says Bull looks like the regular at the local strip joint who eats there every Taco Tuesday. (laughs) SCR429 says it's a front and back mullet. Uh, The April. Colonel Hogan, I see nothing. Uh, Lawrence says, Bull, please recite the Miranda rights. Uh, William says, Bull looks like Norm from Cheers. Yes. Uh, Lawrence says, nah, Bull, you getting in a van right now is dangerous. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bull looks like Zach Galifianakis in a political movie. Galifianakis. Galifianakis. Sorry, that's from Eddie. Yeah. Uh, someone call Chris Hansen. <laughs> 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 so, so, can, can, uh, can you come? Can you Soul come Train on? says it looks like your creepy drunk uncle. Oh yeah. Uh, Michael T says mustache rides for all. <laughs> uh, and Michael Malone, Michael says, "What is Bull doing?" If we see some more, we'll uh, we'll save it for the end of the show. Earl, you got one. What's up? Bull look like the plumber from that one episode of Martin. <laughs> it's called Dead Man Flesh. I'm gonna pull up the video. You gotta watch. Yeah, I gotta it. see the guy. And last that. one, set apart, Laz says, if we don't get Hopkins, it's definitely because he saw Bull's mustache. <laughs> so, uh, thank you to the chat. That was yeah. an unprecedented. And, we, and last one, JD King of the Smoke Ring says, Bull's the new Mario brother. Uh, I see. It's kind of it's like a Jewish Wario. I'm Angelo. You go by Angelo, right? You did have a lot of the uh, the bear skit. George went on the bear skit on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, the bears. Yeah. He got, the bears, the bears, the bears, the bears, the bears. It's a little Mike Holmgren in that mustache, too. It's a little Holmgren in yeah. that. So, got shout out to the chat. You guys are undefeated, as always. If we Love see it. some more, we will roast Love it. him. Keep roasting me. I, find, yeah. I think these are really funny. Um, uh, on a much more serious yeah, note, this, though. You make the transition. I, I'm yeah, not. much more serious note. Obviously, it came out yesterday that Jim Donovan is suffering from leukemia. He was di- re-diagnosed. It's been a while, but he just announced it yesterday. Uh, there you go. Obviously, WKYC, Jim Donovan announced that he's once again battling leukemia. Um, as someone who obviously has a wife 
battling leukemia. I, I certainly sympathize with Jim. I know you guys all do. We all know him. So, you know, you probably know him better than we do. I, I know Jim a little bit. You know Jim a little bit. But obviously, everybody's rooting for him. You know, we know him as the great radio voice of the Browns. And he's done a magnificent job at that for years. He's been in the business for years. You know, what else can you say? I, I wish him all the best. I, I hope he gets well soon. Yeah. I You know, leukemia is a hell of a battle. And hopefully, he'll come out on top. Yeah, this was a gut punch. I, I didn't see it live. I saw Twitter exploding with it a little bit. And I went and found the clip. And it was hard to watch Jimmy try and get through the telecast last night and talk yeah. about it. He knows what's ahead of him. Let me tell you, Jimmy Donovan is as good of a guy as he is a broadcaster. And tough as nails, too. People don't realize how sick he was the first time around and just fought through it and kept showing up to do Browns games and kept showing up to go on the air. Uh, I texted him last night and, and told him everything that you would expect, you know, a friend to say and, and told him, go fight, win and, and beat this thing again. And, and he will. I have full confidence that he will. He's so tough. It's incredible the way that he can battle this thing. Uh, you know, I grew up watching Jimmy on TV. I was a teenager when he first came to Cleveland. And I told him to teenage me to be able to like have Jim Donovan's number and to text him and call him a friend. I've gotten to know him quite a bit over the last couple of years since I started being more involved in Browns coverage and even back to my days on the Cavs. Uh, some, it, I just love chatting with him at Browns practice, just about anything and everything. Uh, just a terrific man, a family man, a husband, a dad. And Jimmy, we're praying for you. We're fighting for you. Uh, and go, go fight and win, buddy, because we know that you will. You know, Jim, I worked with the uh, Browns Radio Network for before I was doing any on-air stuff. I was working with Jim, um, doing the in-game broadcast. So I would produce, and we I would, we talk about going to break and and just running the show, doing that. And and so he was always always nice to me, always gracious to me. Um, you know, for a guy to be the voice of the Brown, you know, to call you out and, and, and to always congratulate you when, you know, he would see me doing shows or hear about me. So um, he was just always a, a super cool guy, um, an individual who, you know, is, is pretty much probably the biggest. Him and Tom Hamilton, we're kind of, you know, definitely we are spoiled to have those type of those caliber um, broadcasters. But um, just, you know, prayers go out to his family, um, especially um, fighting this, he, he's he's beat it one time, um, and you know I, I know I can't wait to you know hear Jay tomorrow kind of talk about it because you know Jay has has worked with him intimately uh, at KYC for a long time. So uh, prayers go out to Jim, Jimmy Donovan in his fight with uh, leukemia, and we're just wishing and hoping for the best for him. And as G said, you'll hear more about it. I mean, obviously everybody's talking about it right now. You'll hear more about it tomorrow when when Jay is is on uh, tomorrow's show. For now, we'll get to the lighter side of things and get to some sports. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need indeed. Yeah, and we'll start with some Browns OTA observations. Jason yeah. was there yesterday, and those are brought to us by Jason's alma mater, Lorain County Community College. If you oh. want to be like Jason Lloyd later in life, a curmudgeon Don't do that. with RBF at all <laughs> times, but one of the best in the business of what you do, you should check out Lorain County Community College. Your classes, your future. Register now for summer and fall classes. You can learn more at LorainCCC.com. 
edu for all that what information. What's the name of the sports teams, by the way, in Lorain County community? Commodores. Commodores. Oh. Commodores. So, Jason, you were at uh, OTS this yesterday. This is my resting bitch face, there so I'll, I'll, I'll smile. This is the only way I can uh, smile. Miles <laughs> Garrett, not there. Yeah. Um, any scuttlebutt about that at all? Is there any reason? Like, there's no... No, it's I mean, not any anger with the team or anything. No, like I don't that, think right? so. I mean, next week's mandatory, so I assume it'll be there next week. I've right. said my piece on it. You yeah, know, I think G and I disagree on it. It's not about Miles. It has nothing to do with if Miles is going to be ready for the season. Of course, Miles is going to be ready for the season. My yeah. only point is, if you're leader of the team, you're leader of the defense. We all know what's at stake this year. We all know how important this season is. It's a new scheme. It's a new defensive coordinator. Just show up. Just be there. Yeah. And I kind of cut him a little bit of slack last week, thinking, okay, maybe he'll be there this week. Well, he wasn't here again. So. To me, that's not leadership. Yeah. Leadership is showing up and being there for your guys. I understand it's voluntary, yeah. but if it's important for everyone else to be there, it should be important enough for you. I don't care that anyone else is missing. I don't care if they're there or not. He's the one, if you're the leader of the defense, you need to be there. Well, Watson you'd care about. But Watson, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, as the, Gee, as the I know offense you disagree leader. on that. You don't care that he's not there. Well, no, I think, I think also, too, you know, he did have a toe injury. Like, you know, he did have an injury um, coming off the Pro Bowl. I don't know. If, I, I expect him to be fine. Um, I just look at it, it. To me, it's not that big of a deal. Um, it wouldn't be that big of a deal if he was there to me because, you know, at the end of but the day, if you had your choice, be there or not be there, wouldn't you rather him be there? Sure. You okay. know, sure. If, if if it was a perfect world. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would like to have 100% attendance at these these different things. But I, I also understand and understanding the, the, the game. Um, you know, Jimmy Johnson once said, um, Everybody, I'm going to treat you fairly, but everybody ain't equal. If <laughs> Troy Aikman is in the back of the classroom and he's, uh, he's sleeping, I'm going to tell somebody to tap him on the shoulder and say, hey, wake Troy up. Right. But if you're a fifth-round pick or you're an undrafted guy, I'm going to wake you up and tell you you cut. At the end of the day, there's always levels to it. It's, you know, obviously, if you, the, more, uh, the, the more prominent of a name you have, the more productive you have, the more leeway you have. It's just that way in life yeah. in general. Um, you know, I don't think it'll play any any bearing on what whether the Browns will win championships or win games this year. You know, would you like to see them there? Sure, pro coaches probably will, but I don't think they're even tripping on it. Let's talk about some other things, Jason. We had heard last week maybe Deshaun Watson his first OTA wasn't the sharpest. Didn't go week. well. Yeah. Did it, how about yesterday? Did he's look better. Better. Yeah, he's better yesterday. I wasn't there last week, but from everyone I talked to, it, he was awful. Like yeah. you can't overestimate how bad he was last week much better yesterday connected with Goodwin on a couple of deep balls there's one of them right there uh Lots seemed to go through catch. yeah it was a great catch uh he hit him on an earlier deep ball in a game I don't know it was pretty slow developing I don't know that it actually would have been right uh if that's it why he worked. can't be carried away about any right stuff. but yeah. but the throw is on target yeah and that's what you're looking for right now you know in these seven on seven drills and you know we were talking with mike about it last week and he said it's sort of like a, a quarterback's pro day and he's right yeah and it's sort of like when ohio state plays uh youngstown state you better win by 50. you better look good because there's no right. excuse not to and he was better yesterday he did throw the pick he threw one into into triple coverage jacob phillips picked him off and, and took it back so there's a couple things here and there he missed a couple throws here and there but for the most part he looks significantly better than what the reports were last week. And that's really what I spent most of the time watching yesterday right. was just Deshaun. That's the only thing I really wanted to see was how does he look? Where's the timing at? Is he hitting guys, particularly downfield? Alex Van Pelt talked after practice yesterday about chunk plays, throwing the ball down the field. It's something that's been missing. It's really a point of emphasis this year. 
is driving the ball down the field and, and, and that, those big play opportunities. And we saw that with Elijah Moore lining up all over the place in the slot outside. They're looking for opportunities to get him the ball, quick passes, let him create. Uh, I think that will translate. You're going to see that carry over into the season. Uh, just it, It's just a speed weapon that really they haven't had before. And so just that's just another little curious thing to watch as this goes, is where does Moore really fit? He fits, but I'm just saying where is the best use of, of his speed and how do you just get the ball in his hands and let him go make a play? Finally, Bull. Some speed. Finally, we got some speed. Now, when I was watching that play right there, I, you can always tell there's levels to this, man. This is, this is chestnut checkers. This dude just split the defense and ran. Look at this. Look at it. Ran right past somebody. Now, you, we can say this is practice. It is practice on shorts or whatever the case may be. I, I get that. But when you watch the separation that this guy has, I'm like, finally, we got somebody that can run past somebody. Now, when we, when we talk about the deep game, I'm going to compare this a little bit to the Guardians. We talk about all the time how difficult it is for the Guardians to stream together hits and singles against power pitchers, dominant yeah. pitchers, to score runs. The Cleveland Browns are a lot like the Guardians in, 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 of pass. When you watch the Browns' offense, it was like pulling teeth to get chunk plays. You five yards, sit down routes. Remember, we used to say they go go five wide just to throw a hitch to uh, you know Hooper. Yeah, right. You're like, dude, what are we doing? Is that the, we gonna open the game with that? Now you you talk about the emphasis is put on throwing the ball deep, spreading out the defense. You have to threaten people vertically in the league, not east and west, north and south, because once you can you can actually pinpoint and actually threaten those guys vertically. Now all the other stuff opened up. Now you get to underneath routes, but yeah. when you consistently going under underneath to these little aspirin tabs and these little uh, these little check down Charlies that look good. Your completion percentage looks great, but you're not going to win no games in them big games when you talk about doing that. The Bengals and guys can when you hit, when they can hit Jamar Chase, that's devastating because now that's seven instead of three, or they, they stop you later on in the drive. Yeah, I mean, the big play has been missing from the Browns. That can make a huge difference. Obviously, it doesn't take a genius to, to know that big plays make it easier to score. I mean, you're going down the field quicker. The more plays it takes you to get down the field, the more chances of a, a penalty yes. or a bad play that, that sets you back. Jason, going back to yesterday specifically, besides Deshaun Watson, was there anything of note that happened Uh I don't know. Anything. The most curious thing I think was Denzel lining up in the slot on a number huh. of occasions. Okay. And he said after practice, that's something that'll probably continue into the season. So that's just something. I mean, we always just sort of assumed that Newsom yeah. was going to be the slot corner, but uh, interesting. What sure. I, I, they're really, I don't have a good explanation for you. Other than, I mean, Ward got paid already, so yeah. maybe he doesn't care. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, right. I, 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 I think, Honestly, I think it's a new defensive coordinator, and yeah. he just wants to – I mean, so you see things. Schwartz was on the field yeah. during the plays. Like, I've, I've never seen that before. Like, he was, he was on the field standing next to the center while they oh, were running really? the plays. And he yeah. said, like, hey, he's new here. He wants to hear what they're saying. Right. He wants to make sure that they're he's, – he's They're very much, well. Yeah. And I Jim, like that. Jim Schwartz, too, yeah. Jim Schwartz like is very that. much from uh, – listen, this is a – very short amount of time we've had around him. Yeah. But he's a feel guy. Like, he needs to feel it. He likes to feel it. He's already said he likes to be on the sideline. 
Yeah. Uh, and I like that. I like the I like defensive that. coordinator to be on the sideline because he said he wants to be able to communicate with guys and talk to guys. Right. And he sure. wants, he said there's a difference when you look a guy in the eyes, you say, hey, can you cover him? Yeah, I got him. Or yeah, I got him. And like you could just, just yeah. being there and being around them, touch and feel him. He's very much a touch field kind of coordinator, right. which, which I think is good. Our, and he could just be getting a look at Denzel yeah. in the slot. But that was one interesting thing that I, that I noticed. Aren't most DCs on the sideline? A lot of them are, but not all of them. Yeah, Somewhere I would definitely, I couldn't imagine being in the, I mean, you it know, used like, to be back in the day, the OC was always upstairs and the yeah. DC was always on the field. Right. Now it's sort of, yeah, and if the coach, I mean, like the coach is an, is the OC essentially. So Alex Van Pelt could be in the, but Van Pelt's on the sideline, right? I, I'm I, saying, but in theory he could be, I like, but I, I think it's good for the guys, the coordinators to be down there. I yeah. like my coordinator. I like the offensive guy in a box because he can kind of see the field a little bit better. Like he can get a bird's eye view and he's like thinking about, okay, can I set this up over here? So, like, to me, standing on the sidelines is very difficult to see the game. Yeah. It's like, it's, it, no matter where it, where you are, unless you want to yeah. walk 30 yards down that way and get the angle, to, but straight on in the 50-yard line, it's yeah. just you you, you you miss a lot of depth. Obviously, Stefanski's on the field. Uh, Alex Van Pelt has been on the field in the past, and Drew Petzing, the quarterback's coach, was in the booth. Yeah. Now, I'm, I, I would assume AVP is still on the sideline, even though he's right. got both titles next year. So, I don't know who on the offensive side will be the lead guy in the booth. Mm. I don't know. We'll have yeah, to wait and see. What's up, Mike? I want to throw one thing in there with the Denzel Ward in the slot and how Jim Schwartz talked about his approach to this defense next year. A. Ward got paid, and correct, isn't he the smallest of their three? Emerson's the biggest, but Ward is a little smaller than, than mm -hmm. uh, Newsom, right? Mm -hmm. So theoretically speaking, G, and, and I wish Tyvis was here, we'll ask him on Wednesday, he would fit in the slot against opposing slot receivers, like physically – matchup-wise better than the other two. Is that a crazy assumption? Uh, well, well, here's the problem. When you're in the slot, you you got run responsibility. Like you you have leverage on these plays. Like you're in the you're in the run fit. Like so if you're in the slot, you depending on that guy to come up and make tackles. Sometimes you blitz from that area. Sometimes you're going to have to cover physical guys out of the backfield, like running backs. You got to be able to tackle. So Denzel Ward, to me, is a guy that's been injury prone a lot. Um, I, I, I think Schwartz, what he wants to do is he wants this to be, if, if say, for instance, you're, you're lining up and you got a, you got a, a, a snapshot of, of your corners. And if opposing offensive coordinators understand, okay, when we go to this formation, Denzel, Denzel Ward will be here. Right. That's 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 too much. You've given away a lot of tendencies where where you want to uh, line up for your strength, where you want to call the roll the coverage to. So if he has an opportunity to play those three guys, and those three guys are going to interchange different positions, you don't really know what their responsibility yeah. is going to be. So it's better to just be able to line up anywhere. And a lot of times when you're running people on and off the field, what happens if you get lined up incorrectly? Can and Denzel Ward doesn't know any slot. So now he's like, oh, I'm, we're screwed here. Uh, so I think he's just trying to cross train, make sure that everybody has a little versatility. And especially when it comes to third down and confusing people and teams. And he does a lot of that, like talks about how you, you want to confuse people in terms of their blocking <clears throat> schemes and what they want to run. If you can have everybody blocked in and dialed in and just saying, okay, we can all play everything. Everybody knows everybody else's assignments. That gives you an extra added bonus on defense. That does make a lot of sense that you want to be everybody have the ability to be flexible to some degree. Plus, like it used to be 
like when you were the slot corner, you were a backup. And yeah. now, really, the slot corner is the starter. Schwartz plays at two four five, so they're going to have three yeah, cornerbacks I mean, on the field most plays, I would assume. I, I would think almost all the time, <clears throat> except for like goal line situations, fourth and inches, stuff like that. The Patriots, see, the Patriots started doing something. The Patriots started running their number one receiver from the slot. So it was yep. Amendola's. It was it was uh, Edelman uh, and Julian Edelman. Um, and then they actually started running Gronk in the slot and Hernandez in the slot, and which was really a problem because now you got big guys that are out there that are large and physical that can still block. So a lot of people run their number one receivers in the slot position. So what happens if they do that? Now you got Denzel Ward who's getting a hundred million dollars out there on the guy. What if you want him to follow him around? What if you want to lock him down one on one? So it's almost like before your best pass rusher used to come from the blind side of the quarterback. Nowadays, people don't that don't really necessarily mean anything. Right, that's true. They'll just do. I'll take Miles Garrett and put him on the other side if I feel like it. Right, and it's just, so it, it's just it's different now. And one other thing worth mentioning, yeah, uh, I forgot to mention off the top. We're talking about Deshaun. He did hit Elijah on a seam route in the red zone that Alex Van Pelt said made the hair on his arm stand up because they just haven't seen that from him to this nice. point. Mm. Obviously, Watson struggled. Quite it was a bit this last throw, year. right, Jason? You do have the throw. Yeah, this was yeah, the one that he was said it. Gave him, gave him goosebumps. Yeah, that was it. Quote. That was it. And that's he, a throw that the Browns never make. He fit it in a tight window, threw it over defender, just over a guy's hands. I didn't see who the defender was, but that it is the like throw. Emerson. And he said that's that's what made his made the hair on his arm stand up, because we just haven't seen that yet right. out of it, Deshaun. And well, and and it's you're starting to see it's coming. It's coming with him. again. It's practice. We don't want to go overboard, but right. that's the type of throw that like the great quarterbacks make. Yeah. And the rest Routinely. of the guys wrote the rest of the guys and pretty much every Browns quarterback in, in their recent history can't make that throw. Don't try to make that throw. Right. If they do, they get picked or right. it gets tipped or whatever. Like, cause that's a throw that's gotta be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And if you make throws like that, that's where you get those chunk plays you're talking about. Because those <clears throat> are plays that you can get a lot of yards after the catch, because you're already cutting towards the middle of the field and right. you're ahead of the defensive back. It was in stride on target right. yep. and more did not break his gate to make that catch. Right. He's in the end zone there. Had he been in the open field, that's a 15 yard pass that goes for 45, 50, right. maybe a touchdown depending on where they yeah, are. Yeah. And field. to G's point, it feels like, you know, even with Baker who was better than all the scrubs, the Browns had, but not good enough. Like it felt like every pass was like, we're falling down to catch it. Yeah. Like it's, it's, right? it's or we're going forward, going back towards the line to catch it. Right. You weren't here. You weren't here yesterday, uh, Jason. What did you make of his comments when he said um, he doesn't know if the rest is done? He he just says, "I want to get I get one percent better each and every day." Did you did you have a problem with it? Do or were you kind of shocked that like he he does he didn't come out and say it? Or do you like the approach? No, I think of he's just, being honest. Yeah. I think he's on like he's not going to know until week one. Really, like right. this looks good, and we can spend five minutes talking about a seam route on seven-on-seven seven drills and OTAs in May, mm-hmm. but we're not going to know until the helmets are on right. and it matters in September. Yeah. What it, There's because, no pressure here. Because I'll tell you, he had some throws last training camp that we were like, wow. Yeah. Like, look at that. Right. And we didn't see any of that when he came, when, when it mattered. Well, well, in training camp, you know you're not going to get hit. So right. that makes it a lot easier right. to throw the but ball. But just the way, and, and I, was the, I was one of them saying it, like, yeah. ball comes out of his hands different than it does right. everybody else. And it, and it did. So, and, and that's why, like, this is great. This is great. 
but yeah. let's wait and see. We need to right. see it in September too. And I think he's just being honest. Yeah. That he's he just doesn't right. know, and he won't know until he knows. It, it's all it's all it, it gets you excited, and you, but ultimately it's all meaningless until the regular season. Because even in the preseason, okay, at least in the preseason you, you can get hit, so right. that's on your mind. But teams are not scheming no. up for you. No, it's very vanilla. A lot of cases, you might be facing backup players who are not competing, you know, who are competing for backup jobs. Right. Until the game one against the Bengals, the best we're look, not know. the best look between now and the Bengals is probably going to be the the uh, joint practices with the Eagles. Frankly, right. Because but even in that, you, they don't hit the quarterback. But they, it's it's the it's the closest you get. It's a controlled chaos yes, type of sure. controlled fury. I, agree. I guess, and yeah. I, I I'm with you. I'm just saying that's even, I think, to me, a better gauge than the preseason of, yeah, of where things stand uh, with him. But we won't know for sure no, until no, week it, one. It, it, Real quick, G, are those open to the media? The, the joint, joint practices? Practice? Yeah. We got to yeah. find a way to get out there. Well, they're in Philly. Yeah, yeah. We got to find a way to get out. Steve Becker, Steve. you're from Philly. You like the Eagles. Steve, <laughs> just not, He doesn't live in Philly, though. What do you say? He doesn't live He's in. He's got family. In, I'll sleep on Steve Becker's grandma's couch to be at those joint back, uh, joint Packers. That'd be fire. Practices. That'd be fire. Me and G road trip to Philly. Hey, staying at Steve let, Becker's. Steve Becker's grandma. If Steve has Living a grandma it. still, I hope he does. Yeah, I just. She's I mean, no, like he has family that lives in Philly. I'm not sure who it is. He'll text well, us in about 30 well, seconds. And Ida. We'll stay with Aunt Ida. Aunt Ida. I think that's when I'm on vacation, so y'all have fun. Yeah, I think look, that's have fun with It's his mom, not his grandma. When is it? What week? Uh, I don't remember. I'd have to look it last up. Last week in July remember. or something? No, 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 no. It's August. Did, did it's we, like the – I think it's – I actually think it is when we're on vacation, like okay. August 5th that All week. Right. Did, yeah. Now, this is – I mean, obviously you can't tell, but did you see – did you see a difference in anything, right? Like, it's like losing weight. Like, like you, you wait for somebody else to be like, hey, are you losing weight? Then you'd be like, okay, it's working. Like, <laughs> but, 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 like, until you hear that, no, you, you got to keep – hit that gym. But with the Browns offense, did you see a difference like compared to like what you watched last? Like, is there is there some stuff you like? Wow, I haven't seen that play or no, honestly, I wasn't even really looking. I was really just watching four. Mm-hmm. That's really what I was, the only thing I was yeah. watching the whole time the offense was on the field. I wasn't even watching when the backups were in. I can tell you Dewan Jones is every bit as big as you think he is. Yeah. <laughs> just a massive Eclipse human being. In the middle of the he summer. would make you look small. Jim. Oh, listen, like, no, yeah. he's huge. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, there's not many people I'd be like, oh, yeah, he's crazy huge. No, he's really big. Yeah, that's really a monster. Big. All right, guys, so yesterday, uh, SI, I can't remember the name of the writer. Michael, tell us in a second. He put Connor out his, Orr, right? Is it Connor Orr? Connor Orr. Oh, right. yeah, Connor Orr. Right, right, right. Connor Orr, who's one of the guys that, you know, one of the, Who defends Hugh Jackson. Defends Hugh Jackson, the worst coach ever. Uh, he, you know, he... There's he, still those guys out He there? was one of the many that wrote, wrote a think piece about Deshaun Watson, how, you know, it's the worst thing ever that he's playing football. Did he do the same for Ben Roethlisberger? I don't know. I hate to be that guy. I shouldn't do it. Anyway... But actually, I, I think he's a good writer and a good football guy. And he wrote, picked uh, a hun- made a hundred bold predictions for the upcoming NFL season. Now, Mike's going to read some of us, some of them to us, and we're going to tell you with our uh, happy and sad faces. I got the G. Bush ones here. Yes. Whether or not we agree with them or disagree with them. But uh, I read, I scanned through some and read all. I think all I looked at least scanned through most of them. And usually when people write articles about bold predictions, I'm like, none of these are bold. And I'm like, and it's annoying. But actually, a lot of these were at least a little bold. He went out on a limb on... On something. At least 60% were on a limb. Yeah. Some yeah, yeah, were yeah, very yeah. manila. So I picked there was 100. 
I mean, pick. I don't know that his Super Bowl pick is that bold to pick. We'll get to that. But That's on the list. Anyway, go ahead, Mikey. So, so there was 100. Yeah. If we did all 100, we would be here for seven hours. So I picked 10. I picked all the ones pertaining to the Browns and a couple others I thought that we could okay. have some fun with. So yeah. it's essentially buy or sell. If you're buying this bold prediction, happy face. If you are selling the bold prediction, give me the angry face. And you can get those faces if you are members in the YouTube chat. One of the perks of both tiers Mario. of our membership program. You get the faces. So are you guys ready? we got to add a mustache for me to these. Give me a mark. Give me a sharpie. Going on, but then yeah. we'd be stuck with a mustache forever. So. <laughs> and we do have some more roasts. We'll end the show with some more Good. bowl roasts. All right. All right. First bold prediction from Connor Orr of Sports Illustrated involves one Deshaun Watson. Connor Orr predicts he will finish the season with a career high in rushing yards and touchdowns. Are what you is his career that? high currently? Uh, 487. I am not buying that. Yeah, I'm not buying that. I mean, we didn't pay him to just start coming around here doing his best Lamar Jackson thing. Like, we're not about to. <laughs> the, the Browns actually want to protect him. Yeah. They don't want him cutting loose. No. It's 551, my bad. Four, four, that was minus a game. So 551 is oh, his no. career high. No. Oh, no. Yeah, no. I'm not expecting him to have 600 yards. Is he, is he talking rushing touchdowns or passing touchdowns? I guess he's not really clear. I think all that. rushing. I think that's all, all rushing. This is all rushing. Yeah, no, I'm so not that. would mean that. seven touchdowns and over 550 yards. I mean, no. I, I think he'll have like 300 yards rushing. Man, he's, Which he's, is a lot, a decent amount for a quarterback, <laughs> but. I mean, his speed on Madden is 80 or 81. It ain't even crazy like that. Yeah, uh, that's my prediction this year for his speed. But uh, I'll tell you right now, the 84? Browns, are, the, the Browns are not turning Deshaun Watson into Jalen Hurts. Like that's not happening. No, no, Jalen Hurts is a better athlete. Than Deshaun He's Watson. not. But I'm just saying, like they have him. They call carries for him. Yes. And that's They're not, not doing that. Right. Well, He's that's gonna, what I'm saying. No, I. I sorry, yeah. I agree 100 percent with you. He will run when the play. If the play breaks down, he's got to scramble, and he'll have 250 to 300 yards. I, I changed my area. mind on this one. He will have career numbers, touchdowns, and a rizzo. I think he'll get. Well, what's his record though? What is his most rushing so what, touchdowns he's ever had? What, most rushing Seven touchdowns. is the most he ever had. He's gonna have eight rushing touchdowns. I, I think. I, 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 I think when things break down, he will run. I, yeah, but in the, the red zone, line. when you when the quarterback says, I'm, "I'm giving the ball to Nick Chubb," what the hell am I? Gonna, I, I don't want. Right. You predicted 43 touchdowns in the air, eight touchdowns on the ground. If your predictions hold true, they're going to score 69 points a game. That's a lot. Nice. Eight rushing touchdowns. I said. Plus 43 in the air. Plus the 17 for Nick Chubb you called. That's 68 touchdowns. Did I give you – I didn't give Chubb 17. I gave Chubb about over 15, though. (laughs) Over 15 to 17. 16. At least 16. I got him with the eight touchdowns, and and my knees is out today, so you already know what it was. That's true. All right, Mikey. That's the hey. It, listen, if he does, we are all celebrating. Yes. Oh yeah. We can all agree Nick Chubb's the best running back in football, but according to Connor Orr of Sports Illustrated and his bold predictions, I don't know that he's definitely the best running back in. I don't think that's necessarily accurate. That's because he doesn't get the ball enough. Well, he gets the ball plenty, <laughs> but he's okay. not. Like, that's not the bold prediction. Is I, he I, the best like just runner? Like he's not the best running back because I, I think he's the best running back. Yeah, but they're like. A guy like Christian McCaffrey does a lot more. Uh, listen, his, his screen passes, Christian McCaffrey, he's a I, – I, give, give me Nicholas Chubb. I, for my I mean, money – Did you see the PFF simulation that had him catching 70 passes for 700 yeah, yards I mean, and eight touchdowns you yesterday? You see that? You see that? Plus, plus a record-breaking year with touchdowns? Yeah. Nick Chubb is ready I, to go. He's one of the best running backs. And, okay. he, yeah. and he's cocky okay. now. He don't even show up to That's stuff true. no yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. 
He was second in the league in rushing last year. Right. According to Connor Orr, Sports yeah. Illustrated. All right. All right. Ramondre Stevenson of the New England Patriots will lead the NFL in rushing this year. Buying that? Selling that? I am not. No. And I like Ramondre Stevenson. I like, I like him. He's very, very good. Has I the like Patriot him. ever led the league in rushing? That's the thing. He gives it to a lot of different right. guys. Right. They have um, – they got rid of what's the other guy they had there last year, but they they have Ty Montgomery, who they're going to use in the passing game. They got all these. They draft a running back every year. They don't have a lot of big names, and I do think Ramondre <laughs> Stevenson will have a higher percentage of, of carries than most Patriot running backs. <coughs> Sorry, I'm dying over here. I don't. <coughs> that would that would be a step up for me throwing up. <laughs> yeah, it would. It's something about that end chair. Woo! Yeah. Hey, right? Yeah, I'm all right. Okay. I'm good. I, I, I think he, I think he could end up at, yeah, certainly in the top ten, maybe top five, windpipe. but I can't put him number one. It's the first time I've ever drank coffee on my oh windpipe. My Rule number one: never pick anybody from the New England Patriots when it comes to p- prediction of stats yeah. or fantasy. Yeah. They will get you lost. They will take your money. You will get you will get dominated in the last week and you'll lose if you won a whole year. Right. Because they're gonna spread it out. Spreadonomics.com. I think Bill yeah. I think Bill Belichick goes and looks at the stats and says, Ooh, you had a really great game last game. Yeah. You'll get six carries last no two carries this game. You're like, but but Bill, what yeah. happened? They don't play that. Yeah, yeah. I do think that. he will have more than most Patriot guys, but in the end, also another thing with the Patriots, I don't think they're very good. I think their quarterback stinks. I think there'll be a number of games where they're behind and they they're throwing throw. the ball. Yeah. And good luck throwing with Mac Jones and Bailey Zapp. Although they kicked the Browns ass last they, year. Yes, they did. Bailey Zapp. Hey, that oh, I forgot about that game. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna bury that game. Yeah, let's go. Go ahead, I forgot, next, I forgot all about all right, that. Next game, one <laughs> from Connor Orr of Sports Illustrated. Yeah, Joe Burrow will win his first MVP award. Um, Buying or selling? I almost feel like I shouldn't vote on these Bengal ones. Hey, I don't hey, know. I'm, I'm, I'm going say yes, and, and I'm gonna say yes because see the way writers do it. Jason to tell you, this was Jason Lloyd told me. Not to <laughs> what? <laughs> Just blame it on Jason Lloyd. No, uh, this is where you, you know the way this works, right? If you have not got the MVP and it's kind of like you're really good and they give it to Patrick Mahomes every year, they're going to have a consensus where it's Joe's time. It's just Joe's time. He's been behind Patrick Mahomes. He's been to the Super Bowl. If he has a really good year this year, I think people are going to get fatigued of saying Patrick Mahomes the MVP, yeah. even though I can say he's the best player every single year. I do think yeah. Joe Burrow would have won. I mean, MVP. Joe Burrow's, like, in Vegas, what are the odds? Is he the second choice, the third choice right now? That's not that bold a prediction. He's the third choice. Who's second? Allen? Allen. Yeah. I'd like Burrow over Allen. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm kind of down on Allen after last year, and I was a big Josh Allen guy. Yeah, I know. Didn't you draft him? But yeah, I did. But as long as Patrick Mahomes is still in the league, hey, that's my MVP. Yeah, I mean it's hard to bet against it, but you know I'll do it anyway. I mean, still, uh, if he's the third favorite in Vegas, that's not a bold. That's choice. not bold. Hey, no. boy, you got two a tug of Viola. Got to put it up higher. As MVP is a bold. Got to put it up higher. I co-signed this move, so bull is go. just not a Bengals homer. Yeah. Look, see. Thank you. There you go. Uh, by the way, Corey Dillon did run for sixteen hundred thirty-five yes. yards Speaking in New England. Yeah. But it did not lead the league in rushing. He finished third. Yeah. Wow. All right, next one. Dang. Bull, this is the this is the bull special. Mm. Your favorite, Baker Mayfield, <laughs> will throw for 16 <clears throat> touchdowns this year. Nah. No chance. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> now, I will say this. 
He's got two awesome receivers. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's, I'm buy, like, I'm it, buying hold it. On. But hold on. I don't think he's going to play enough to throw 16 uh, touchdowns. Do you see who his competition is? Who else are they going to put there? Do you see there? how bad he's been? Do you see who else they have? They have no choice. But it'll pro- that's that's less than a touchdown even a game. If, even if he starts, I don't think he's going to play 16 games because he'll get hurt or something will happen. Uh, I say he plays like 10 games and has 11 touchdowns. Okay. I can't believe I'm now defending Baker. You're I was Baker as hard defender. on him as anyone. Oh, geez, on with. But I, I, between the talent that they have he on got, offense and the fact that they have trash at the quarterback position, well, if he's healthy, I think he's their but starter. They got, they've got no. They don't have much of the running game. That's okay. We're they, talking about touchdown throws. I know that, but like, if you're if if you're one dimension, they were the most one dimensional team in the league last year with Tom Brady, and it yeah. didn't work. If they're trying to be well, one-dimensional with Baker Mayfield, they're going to suck. I'm not picking the Bucks to make a deep playoff run. I just think he can throw less than one touchdown a more game. More touchdowns or picks for Baker? I, we didn't talk about that. Probably we'll more picks. No picks. Yeah. yeah, he might throw 16 touchdowns, 18 picks. But I'm just saying, though. No. Yeah, he got he got Mike Evans. All right, I'm going he no. Got, I got him with like 11 he, touchdowns. You know, I mean, he's not going to get much more than 16 if he gets 16. No, probably not. Not no. 20. I, I got. He could he, get 16 if he plays the whole season. I think he'll finish right around 16, but I'm predicting he doesn't play the whole season. I got him. I, he he could get 16. Okay. They got good receivers. The next comes back to our Cleveland Browns. Connor Orr of Sports Illustrated predicts yeah. the Browns will acquire DeAndre Hopkins. Not again. Not bold. They are also one of the three favorites. So similar hey, hey, to the okay. One. So so I hope that happens. So look. No. So look. I had it at about. Maybe 15, 20% that it happened. Maybe these folks on the internet is talking it up to a point where now I kind of, it makes a little more sense. I still think it's most likely he won't, but it's up to about 40% that they can get him. Um, I, I just, I, I don't, if they get him, I would be like, yo, you know what? The Browns really went out and did it. Yeah. I will say this that, that goes in the Browns' favor. I heard Albert Breer on my old radio show yesterday. Yesterday was Dustin and Chris Fedor. And Albert Breer said that DeAndre is all about the money. It's not about winning. He only cares about the money. And so this idea that he may take less. Now, Albert could be wrong. But in his mind, this idea that he's going to take less to go play for Kansas City is not happening. And that the gives the Browns a better chance. $10.9 million in cap space at 4 p.m. Hey. today with the official who's got cap the, cuts of hey. John Johnson III. And who's Jadidia got Brown. more cap space than the Browns? Anybody that has Not, a need that might go for that? I you heard. sent me the tweet this morning. Let me pull it up real quick. I mean, and I think the Panthers or the Dolphins have more than the Browns, and that's no, it. But that's the just, Dolphins don't need a receiver. That tweet I sent you was just additional cap space, I think. Then let me double check on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I know the Browns have with this extra $10.9 million they're opening up. Hey, that gives them more than Buffalo and or Kansas City yeah. can offer without completely restructuring Dallas has major some major contracts. The Giants may have some money. I, Jason, this is so funny. If there's, one, if there's one thing I will give these analytics people in the front office, and, and, and D Podesta and all of them, man, they be, they be running Ponzi schemes with this salary cap. Browns just keep signing people. Well, but <laughs> it's but, a Ponzi scheme. I don't understand it. But you can roll your number over year yeah. to year, and the Browns haven't had come anywhere near the cap for how many years? Right. Like, they've, been, they've just been rolling and rolling. Well, they had nobody worth signing for many years. Right. And now they have. Right. And they don't have any other big contracts coming up. But so. I think this is their last year of enjoying this 
willy-nilly free freewheeling yeah. spending because yeah. I mean you're paying Amari Cooper 23 million next year and if you cut him it's still 11 million against your cap you're paying John Johnson next year on your cap and he's not even here yeah so there there is some tolls coming on this cap but for right now they can still make it work I, I still don't think I, I think it's a no for now yeah. but the longer he's out there I think the Browns chances increase the longer that this goes right well that means that some teams are not willing to spend the money yeah Right. And, I mean, and, and would that change? Would that change your? If he's still out there ten days from now, I think there's probably a pretty good chance he could be. And if they here. do get him, does that change your outlook on where the brown ceiling is? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, maybe you had an, is what's he worth? Is he worth one win? Is he worth two wins? I think he's probably worth one win. I think he's worth a win. I yeah. said it last I night. I think one. he's officially yeah, worth one win. Yeah. And not many players are worth an yeah. entire win. I think he is worth an entire win. By the way, I kind of—I know we were going to do this later, but I kind of feel like we should play the Greg Cosell clip. Yeah, it's uh, talking about the Anthony, Andre pull Hopkins. up the Cosell thing. This is on Hopkins. That's a good point, but we'll play yeah, this. Yeah. We'll take a pause from the uh, bold predictions. And we'll get we have back five to it. more. We'll get back. So to let me it. let me just set it up. So Greg yeah. Cosell, who is the guy in terms of studying the film, he works for NFL Films. He's he's the man when it comes to this. He was on the Ross Tucker podcast. Ross, the former NFL player. Mm-hmm. Most people that follow football know who Ross Tucker is. And he was asked about, like, what DeAndre Hopkins is at this point as a player. And here we go. Oh, I still think that he's a quality receiver. He's a certain kind of receiver. He's not truly a vertical dimension. He's a a, a tough, physical receiver who knows how to separate at the top of his route stem, creates just enough space to be able to make catches. Um, He's really good in the short to intermediate areas. Um, He certainly can help a team. Um, You know, obviously, he's very physical. He's got great hands. Um, He can help any team. You just have to understand what he is. You're not signing DeAndre Hopkins because you want a big play vertical receiver. You're signing DeAndre Hopkins because he can be a chain mover. Um, He can also be a sustainer if you want to throw a lot on first or second down. All right, there you go. I mean, none of that. You know, that's kind of all what we knew. But you know what? After I saw that video... I thought about another team that would actually make a lot of sense uh, for DeAndre Hopkins. And I think one of you guys might have been Mike just said, just dismiss this team as a possibility. But I actually think the Miami Dolphins, think about it. They're two, they have two excellent receivers, but those guys are both speed vertical guys, threats. vertical threats down the field. If you added a big possession receiver, I agree like with DeAndre you. When Hopkins. You said, when you said Miami, my yeah. my internal little flag popped up. Because who's the rest of their receivers there? Is that a thing? Tyreek Hill, Jalen I mean, they had a bunch of little guys. Little speed No, guys. what I'm saying, besides Jalen Hill and, and – uh, besides Tyreek Tyre Hill, Hill and Jalen Waddle. Like, who are the rest of – they don't have anybody else, right? It's like I, they got two awesome right guys. Man, stop saying that, man. We I don't st- want it to happen. Stop, don't – man, I'm but, sick. But, like, I think he'd be a really good fit there. I think if they got DeAndre Hopkins, I would have to put them over the Bengals as far as the best receiving core. Oh, uh – They have – you ready? Yeah, oh. I agree. They just get smaller and smaller. You ready? Yeah. Cedric Wilson, Jr., 5'9", 185. Yeah. Braxton Berrios, small yeah. slot, quick guy. Robbie He's an LWD. and River and River Kraft. River Phoenix. That, that's the river. river. Ca- have you guys ever heard of River Kraft? No. no, there's only no. one other river, and he no. lives in Phoenix. He's in his fourth season. Never heard of him. Never. Ever. Those guys are all slappies. Yeah. So you know that he would actually make a lot of sense. If, I think they do have cap space. And that's the crazy thing about the AFC yeah. is because it's not like it's not like if you get if if you don't get him, he goes off to the NFC or something. No, if I you, mean he might. 
I mean, but all it's the Chiefs. Yeah, it's the Bills. It's the Browns. It's the Dolphins. Like, okay, Dallas might look at him, but like, man, if you don't get him, you got to play the guy. Like, I, it's just like, you know, yeah. to, to, for me, I don't like that Dolphins scenario because I'm like, man, the Dolphins to me already made the playoffs. I guess it's all about Tua being healthy, but I, I like their roster. And like I said, I would have to put them as the best receiving core. They got two guys. That they would pass 15. the Bengals yeah. if they added Hopkins. I agree. Uh, all right, Mikey, let's get to the next bold prediction. Hopefully it is actually bold by Connor Roy. This one, uh, it, it's lukewarm. We'll put it that way. All right. According to Connor Orr of Sports Illustrated, the Chargers will make the best remaining signing of free agency, which means over DeAndre Hopkins, by nabbing John Johnson III. I don't even agree with the premise. And why would you even mention that one? Like, who gives a rat's ass where John Johnson ends up? What? Is there a single person that read that article and said, that's an interesting nugget? No, not a single person. You know? I only included it because it's somehow tied to the Browns. Yeah. By, by the way, I think John Johnson will play better next year. I think Joe Woods was so terrible that he just basically rolled the ball out there and said, hey, guys, go get him. Go get him, Tiger. Yeah. I think if and by the way, he's a box safety. He's not no deep third safety. He should have been around the line of scrimmage more. I thought he was playing out of position. Uh, he'll play better, but by no way, shape or form is he the best remaining free agents. Now, I guess technically he says the best signing. Well, he doesn't have to be the best player. That's I, I mean, kind of under the circumstances. Yeah. I, I half agree with this and half don't. I don't know about the Chargers part. I'm yeah. not going to be a I'm not going to pretend I know the Chargers right. defensively. Yeah, but John Johnson might be the best available player left in free agency. I'm a little surprised he's still out. See, there. I don't agree with that. I think DeAndre Hopkins is better. Well, he just came. Around. I think even though he's in decline, I think Zeke Elliott's better. No, I I still I think Kareem Hunt's better. I'll give you Hop, uh, not those other two. Uh, I don't, I'll, take I'll give you anyway. Hop. Uh, John, he's he has to play in the right system. He he's has. Been, he he's was terrible right with system. the Browns. He was now, maybe he'll be better somewhere else. I don't know. Aren't there some veteran D linemen still out there too? I know. Is Indomitian Sue still Frank out there? Clark? Yes. Is Indomitian Sue the and def- Carmelo Anthony? Is Indomitian Sue the the, the 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 defensive version of Chubb needs to get the ball more? <laughs> no, he's the defense. He's the football version of Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> well, Carmelo's in that same mix yeah, too. Yeah. Like if you say what you need, Frank to do Clark's more. still out there though. Frank Clark, Sue. Yeah. Clowney, I know we don't want him here, but Clowney's another Clowney's one washed. Dudes. Yeah, he's he's washed. Hey, but I don't I think John think Johnson's Frank Clark any good. Play. I'll die on that hill. He may not be a three-down defensive end anymore, but he's going to help a team sometime this uh, this postseason. I like Clark. I like him. So anyway, I disagree with that one. Go ahead. All right. Speaking of defensive ends, according to Connor Orr of Sports Illustrated, Miles Garrett will win the Defensive Player of the Year. He better. This year. So I'm going yes. If I'll say this, if Miles Garrett does not win defensive player this year, I don't think he'll ever win it. This is his year. They'll, they'll give it to him this year. Whereas if he wins it this year, I could see him winning it a few more times. But I feel like if he doesn't win it this year, he's already great. By far the best talent they put around him. He's got to win it this year. He's Just, going into year what? What year is this? Seven? Six? Uh, seven? I believe seven. He was drafted seven? in 17, so. Yeah. Seven years, seven. Yeah, he better win it this year. Right. And he's got enough talent around him now, you would yeah. think. There's no excuse. I, I'm going to say yes. He better. Aaron Donald is is diminished a little bit, but watch out for what's today, Michael Parsons, bro. Michael Parsons might mess He's around the real and, deal. and get twenty sacks, and then yeah. he'll just jump you. I think he'll he'll win it because Schwartz is going to challenge him to play. 
more consistently in the run game, even though he he's a he's a good defender. There. Part of the reason the Browns brought Jim Schwartz in was they thought he was the best defensive coordinator candidate to get the most out of Miles Garrett. Yeah. Miles that. Garrett and Jim Schwartz are right. very much tied together with that. Let with me ask you hire. something else, guys. This is going to blow up the rest of the segment. I apologize, Mike. <coughs> Excuse me, but get out. What's that? <laughs> get out. You cough. Get out. I'm not really. I'm not sick. Um, I just. <laughs> I'm not sick. I just got. <laughs> I just got tuberculosis. Uh, <laughs> no, it's allergies. I was just busting your balls earlier. Um, you mentioned Aaron Donald. He Are you going to bring up an Aaron Donald trade here? Should if if the Browns can throw yes. If the Browns got this money yes, and you're deciding between Hopkins and Donald, hot tub trade. You can't bring machine. them both in. Is that even a question? If you had to get one of the two, who you, Aaron Donald, we don't know what he's got left in the tank. He, he didn't play much last year. It's Aaron Donald, man. Who you want? Yeah, it's Aaron Donald. It's Aaron Donald, bro. You, you don't think he can hit that button? I'm Aaron Donald again. You can't talk. What's, you can't, it, what's it take? I mean, the Rams probably aren't going to be good this year. I don't know what they have left draft compensation. I have to look and see. But I, I don't know what he would. He's not the Aaron Donald of old, but no. you're not going to get him for two-fifths. Like well, Aaron Donald, other. for the record, he played 11 games last year, so oh. almost half a season. Yeah. Had five sacks and 50 tackles in 11 games. So he was on pace for a, a nine sack, yeah. 80 tackles. And where season, was he which PFF grade is, wise? I'll, I'll look at PFF in a sack. Jeez, but Christmas. That's significantly enough grade over anyone they had. And I don't think, I mean, it's not a typical Aaron Donald season. He had 20 and a half sacks in 2018, 12 and a half, 13 and a half, 12 and a half. That dropped to yeah, five. Yeah, I mean, he's not elite but, anymore, but he's still, still good. Pretty damn good. Hey, hey, listen, listen. How many years left on his contract? Hey, he's getting paid a crap load of money. I, I mean, to he me, had a, he had a 90 PFF grade last year. So come on, to That's me, a, that is actually elite. To me, there are certain people that are going to be elite until they leave, until they retire. Look, think about it. Tom Brady threw for five thousand on the way out. That's crazy. Yeah. You, Aaron Donald is going to be uh, 99 on Madden. He's going to be a 99 in my book. Lawrence Taylor was always good. Lawrence Taylor was never bad in my book. What's ever. his contract look like at this point, Mike? Give me one sec. Uh, he's making a lot of money. Like right. a lot of but money. But how many years is it? Like, are you locked in for three years? Because, like, you really only want him for one more year, probably. Well, he's threatening to retire a few times, so let me see. Yeah, who knows if he'd even want to play anywhere so else. So he signed a six-year, $135 million deal. Uh, once this loads, I could tell you. Of course, the internet wants to sh- crack yeah. down right he's now. He's actually underpaid, to be truthful. Like, I, I, I think Miles Garrett got, what, 125 Right, but at this point, Miles Garrett's better than Donald, no? Yes. Uh, yes. I got you. Yeah. You ready, Bull? Yeah. So he... His base salary is thirteen and a half million this year with an eight million dollar signing bonus. So his cap hit this year is twenty six million. Okay. His cap hit next year, which they he either has to retire, but he's getting paid next year one way or another, thirty four point two million. Oof. And then you could get out of it after that with two voided Ooh, years. But they, yeah, he's he go retire. Yeah, the problem would be next year the, next a thirty four million dollar cap hit for an old defensive yeah. tackle. Yeah, he'll be thirty. They're already they're already going to be in cap helmet. That's Man. that's part of the risk. But can you imagine how good their defensive line would be if they added Aaron Donald? They should not. They would lose. have. They would then have the best best line in the NFL. Yeah, they would. They should not lose. I don't know if that's even realistic. No, I don't. I don't know. I, 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 yeah. Browns, get the camera on me here. You're all in. <laughs> You're pot committed like a degenerate. 
Get in. <laughs> trade for Aaron Donald. How did we get to Sign this? DeAndre the Hopkins. Time Do it both. F the salary cap. Push it off for a few years. Jimmy will probably get indicted a few years from now, allegedly, allegedly. I mean, it's not, there's nothing out there. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> at least not yet. Who knows what he's been up to the last uh, decade. Uh, hey, when I come, when I'm when, telling you, I'm telling you, you got to trade for Donald, give up some third-round picks, whatever the hell it is. I had nothing to do with this. And Me then and sign DeAndre Hopkins. Let's go. Is the goal to have the best team possible, or is the goal to look, look at the, the salary cap? Hey, we need to... Be- F the salary cap. Jimmy Haslam's a freaking billionaire. He just pissed away money on the stupid Milwaukee Bucks. He ruined that team. They couldn't win after he added in there. He's paying... He, he's been there 20 minutes. He yeah, ruined him? Right. He, he's he oh, buying his, some, some soccer team in Columbus to crew. Everybody loves him. Anthony's a big fan. Steve, can okay. you give us... Can you give us... The- Let's go. Can you give Spend us... Spend more money on the Browns. I want Donald. I want Hopkins. And you know what? That's it. That's all I got to say about it. Steve, can you give us the I don't want to get indicted voice? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I, Are the Browns a better team with those two players? I have nothing to do with this. Yes. Yes or no? Yes. Yes or no? Gee, how are you not on my side of this? It's You're, not realistic. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh. No, let me refer. <laughs> it's not realistic. You pulled Aaron Donald out of the sky. Wait, 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 wait a second. Wait a second. You're right. It's not realistic because, because we've all things. conned ourselves <laughs> into believing that billionaires can't spend over the cap. That's how dumb we are. See, in this country, we're all stupid. The billionaires know we're stupid, so they convince us to feel bad for them that they won't spend money. Jimmy Haslam has more money than everybody, okay? Than everybody else in Cleveland combined. How do we? So they could go way over the cap. Tell me why they can't do it. How do we get here, boo? Let me tell you, tell you something. <laughs> you are always saying sign, no cap, who cares? <laughs> I know. But Jason Aaron has Aaron... bought into the narrative that it's not realistic. Aaron... And he's right in that the fact that it won't actually happen. However, there's no reason it couldn't happen beyond the fact that the Browns, like every other team, will be gutless and not do it. <laughs> he just pulled it out of the sky like Bluetooth. Hey. Aaron Donald is now Do in you the trade win? market. <laughs> Where are we? What planet is Do you this? not want to win? Jason doesn't care about winning enough. Well, we have two more bold predictions to get to, so we are going to get back. That, now, that's a like, bold prediction. I'm the, like this. I should write an article instead of this cucumbers. slappy. Right I need to put cucumbers on my eyes. <laughs> uh, Connor Orr, <laughs> oh, my God. The go Browns did an unforgivable move place. trading for Deshaun Watson. Unforgivable. Eight other teams nonsense. wanted to trade for him, Connor Orr. Take it down a notch. What are we even doing now? Connor, oh maybe gosh. this or maybe that. Uh, okay, Jimmy Haslam, ready. stop being a big wuss and go make these moves. Stop effing <laughs> around here. So, uh, you, bold you, you prediction took, number you eight. Made, you made a draft pick based on a homeless guy. I think you could freaking do this. I'm reeling bull back Speaking in. of which, <laughs> speaking of which, yesterday I dropped off my wife at the hospital. I make a left turn on Euclid out of the University Hospital parking lot, and there's a woman, a large woman, it's all right, I'm a large man. This large woman is slowly walking across the street. She turns around and her her gigantic boobs were out. They were out, G. They were like Z cups. And they were out. Jason's trying to be above it right now. I saw a woman walking with her boobs out, Jason. My wife said, call me as soon as the show ends. I might just call her now. 
I think it's over. <laughs> and that rant brought to you by Bull is hey, from the USFL. <laughs> the USFL is fun, family-friendly events of family friendly. for family everybody. Friendly. You get tickets for $10. They are home with Boogie Roberts the next three weeks. Check him out at USFL. Com. We have Why is this woman crossing the street with her giant boobs hanging out? Can somebody tell me that? Give me an answer. Mustache, mustache, mustache bull, bull is, is different. Is different. Mustache, mustache bull, bull he cannot is be contained. Breed. He can, will not be contained. Loose cannon. Not realistic. Make it, these it freaking is. moves. And I'll okay. stop talking about giant boobs well, hanging per- out. We, we had a whole yeah. – I'm going to pull back the curtain before we get to these last three. <laughs> yeah. I sent a rundown last night. Bull was like, I'm sick of talking about the Cavs. I don't oh. want to talk about the Cavs. Let's change topics. Yeah. We could have put anything in there with this rant yeah. and this topic, this segment taking way longer than anticipated. Yeah. We would have talked Cavs anyway, Bull. So. F the Cavs. Um, <laughs> I don't care. The Cavs are meaningless. Cavs basketball is meaningless until the middle of April. True or false? Of next year. It's not yeah. meaningless. Meaningless. Hundred percent meaningless. But don't tell that to the ticket department. They still have a lot of tickets. Uh, listen, to listen to me again. Get the camera on me again. Don't spend money on Cavs tickets. <laughs> don't go to the games. The regular season doesn't matter. I'm sorry, it's dereliction of duty, but I will not watch a single Cavs game until the playoffs next year. That's a lie. Yes, you I, will. I, no, I, I refuse to watch. A game. All right, clip this because yes, you will. Lock it in. The regular season is meaningless. Okay. If, if they English. make a, if they make a trade, will you watch? If they make a trade for a significant player, I'll consider it. Okay. If they don't, if it's the same team with a bunch of different doofuses on the bench, then I'm not watching a game all year. What if they win 12 in a row? Don't care. What does it mean? What if somebody gets hurt? I don't care if they win 60 games, win the playoffs. Not one second. You won't watch one no. second. Not no. one second. No. Not one second. No. Not one second. No. Not one second. All right. Till the playoffs. Then Clip it. The I'm going to hold you to this. We Let's are go. clipping that. It is officially noon, and I am officially Thank bringing God. us back on track yes. here <laughs> to get us through the rest of this segment and a little bit of some other stuff before we have Wayne Rendazzo, who's calling the Guardians game on Friday, join the program. But it is lunch hour, and that means it is time to tell you guys who sponsors the lunch hour, and that is Call It Companies Championship, July 12th through the 16th at the famous Firestone Country Club. You can check out all your favorite golfers. They have fun, family-friendly events for everybody, including concerts every night and free admission for kids. Check them out at colleaguegolf.com. Okay, back on track after that debacle. Whatever that Why was. Why was that a debacle? It doesn't matter. What I was saying Next about the Browns was totally uh, true. Mute his mic, Let's Steve. Just leave mute his mic. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life, homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Next bold prediction. Trevor Lawrence will become the 10th quarterback ever to pass more than 5,000 yards in a season. No. 
they're going to be a balanced team. He's still a young player. I think he has a really good year, but I don't think he has over 5,000 yards. No, he ain't going to get no stacks like that. I'm not I, I'm not on the Trevor Lawrence bandwagon as much as I think some other oh, people really? are. I, I think am, he's good. I think he's good, but I just got they got really good wide You Remember they have Calvin Ridley now. Yeah. I I, I just didn't see the, the like when people was like, yo, it's the trans you know, generational talent and I he's pretty good, but I mean I don't see like That's a great playoff win. That's a great win. Yeah. I wanna take that from him. Yeah. Chargers I mean, also kind of bowled themselves all over the garbage can. But here's here's what I will say. <laughs> Hold on, I might have to take this back. Uh, he's still not gonna get them five stacks. Yeah. But I will say this. I'm going to say this. If that was Deshaun Watson and he did that against Justin Herbert, what would we be saying? Oh, every, if you didn't kiss his ass every moment, what, fans would be annoyed. What, what oh, yeah. we talk about? Oh, so, yeah. I can't knock him. I'm going to keep it 100. Like, that's a nice win against a nice team. And under yeah. those circumstances, and, and then play decent in Arrowhead. So, I mean, his, yeah, his, they were in that game. Yeah, his, I mean, as a big, they were probably a double-digit underdog. In trage- that trajectory is going up, but I, I do not believe he's getting five thousand, and I don't think that they're going to make any waves or noises this year. I think they drop. Yeah, back but they're going to. But who? But the thing is, they're still going to win that division, though, because that division sucks. Yeah, it they, does suck. Yeah, it does. I can't even. Who's going to win that division? The Titans, the Colts. Yeah. The uh, who's the other Colts team? starting a rookie quarterback? Titans are a mess. They're, yeah, and who's the other team? Who am I forgetting? Texans. Texans. Yeah, they. Ain't yeah, yeah, you're right. The Jaguars could go eight and nine. They'll still I shouldn't the say the Titans are a mess. The Titans are not a mess, but I'd probably pick the Jaguars. But they're on the, the decline. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Jaguars could finish eight and nine. They'll still win that division probably. Yeah. But I think they last be, year, right? Eight and nine. They'll be better, but I, I, yeah, I mean, I like Trevor Lawrence, but go ahead. All right, next one. These are some advanced analytics and statistics, so I'll break this down in simplest term possible. Yeah. Kenny Pickett will finish as a top 12 quarterback in terms of efficiency next stop year. Stop it. Just stop it. Fire sell. This is from Connor Orr, not me. If, 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 if Kenny Pickett played for the Browns, Connor Orr would say he was the stupidest draft pick ever. And it probably would be. Not if Hugh Jackson drafted Most him. of the quarterbacks that, that the Browns draft suck ass. If Hugh Jackson drafted him, he's still him. defending Hugh Jackson. He and I went at it when I was filling in last summer because he wrote some stupid thing on Hugh, and he and I just went at it on Hugh the radio. Jackson is getting – Really? Yeah. Hugh Jackson is getting pounded at Grambling right now. <laughs> we didn't talk about he's, he's getting, catching strays. He's, he's getting disrespected. He's getting pounded still at <laughs> Grambling. He's talking about, like – this is the we have a body of work at all levels for you, Jackson, and it is not very good. No, Kenny Pickett is I, not. I'll never forget. We were at training camp once and Hugh Jackson was coming on to be interviewed by Dustin and I. Mm-hmm. And Hugh said, oh, you're the guys who've been killing us, killing me. And I was like, well, what do you want us to say? I mean, like what you suck. <laughs> You've won one game in two years. Yeah, what like what do what all, am I supposed to say? We're all-time bad right yeah, now. Yeah, right. Like, don't you know that? Yeah, I mean, Hugh Jackson's a terrible coach. It's, I mean, is it my fault he's, sh- he's shitty at football? I don't know. And, and this guy, Sorry, this guy Pickett right here is like I, – it just seems like the, the Pittsburgh Steelers believe that, like, oh, we're the Steelers. You should give us the benefit yeah, of the right. doubt on our medium quarterbacks. This guy's medium sauce. They, as a franchise, they've been medium sauce for a while now, yeah. and they'll remain medium sauce. Did anybody say yes to Pickett? No. no. I, I don't think he's terrible, but he's not going to be tough. No, I don't ball. think he's terrible, but I, I think he's like Baker. I mean, I think he's in that level no, of I think player. He's, I, yeah. Is he Ryan Tan? I think he's Ryan Tanhill. Or Tannehill. Same thing. Probably. Like, That's or probably. Andy Dalton. I think it's like. Yeah. He's Those guys are better mid. than Baker. Yeah. He's perfectly mid. 
I mean, yeah. it's just like you're when you have a guy like that, you're always trying to find a better guy. Yeah, I, don't I think know, that's what they'll eventually. I don't do like his face mask or number either. Like it's just <laughs> not. Look, yeah. you just know you hate when you just start bringing. I don't like your. I don't like your shoulder pad height. I don't like those either. Mm. All right, Mikey, what do we got next? Last one. Oh, final prediction from Connor Orr of Sports Illustrated: The Bengals will defeat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Be the third time they played. Joe the Montana Bowl. against Boomer Esiason. That's crazy. Well, the first was Montana against Kenny Anderson. Kenny Anderson. And then it was Montana against Boomer. I don't remember the Kenny Anderson one. I do remember the Boomer. I do remember the Kenny Anderson one. It, I was it, 11. It, it may be, the Bengals may get to the Super Bowl. I'm not going to lie. They may get there. I mean, that's not a bold prediction. They've been to the Super Bowl and was get, a, and lost an NFC Championship game yeah. two years ago. So that's not a bold prediction. But I, the 49ers and their quarterback, I, I don't – I like their roster – but I just don't think you could just throw anybody back there well, like, and just get it done. I, I think I, what we're going to find out this year is, is Brock Purdy, I'm not going to say Tom Brady, but is he the next excellent quarterback that came out of nowhere as right. a late pick? Would right. you Would you? Because he played, he wasn't like, like Jimmy Garoppolo had success there, but he wasn't putting up big numbers. Brock Purdy was putting up big numbers there. And I know he got hurt. And they and they traded up for Trey Lance, but if Brock Purdy's healthy, isn't he your starter? Yes. Why would you start Trey Lance? Trey Lance has they said anything. that by the way. Yes, but I don't know that, that he's healthy. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be healthy for this. At least not for the start of the year. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If, but I don't know if if Brock Purdy is the quarterback we saw last year, they're probably the best team in football. Do you? Do you? Because I think they have the, minus quarterback. They have the best roster. Do you trust him? No, I, I don't yet, but, you know, I, I if, mean, he, but a, if he plays. It's like, a I'm small saying, sample size. It is. Shanahan is great at making medium quarterbacks, like, who don't really throw the ball with a huge skill set look great. He I, had. See, I, I disagree. I think he makes them look better. He had Brian Horry looking. Well, Brian Horry, Brian Horry was looking crazy the but, first few but games. But none of these quarterbacks have looked as good as Purdy last year. Now, again, he's got to do it for a full season. I agree. He's got to prove it. But I'm saying if he proves it, they're very dangerous. Oh, yeah. The rest of with, with I mean. And it's an easy, easier path than the NFC to they, get into the Their Super roster Bowl. is loaded. <laughs> I don't want to pick the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. I just don't. I think, obviously, they can, but I don't know. I'm it, not really superstitious, but I just kind of don't want to pick them. You're like, nah, look, look, yeah, you, that's a jinx. Because yeah. you like, if you say they are going to win, yeah. your timeline's going to be crazy yeah, the rest I, of the year. I don't know. Yeah, they could. They, they, it, but certainly, that's not a bold prediction. But, but at the end of the day, like I think that's what we all take. Like That's where the Browns want to get. Like If you say, all right, all right, all right who's going to win the Super Bowl this right. year? If somebody picks the Browns, you want to get to a point where your roster and people feel like, oh, well, that's not a stretch. Like, if you said the Bills can win a championship or the Eagles or the 49ers could, you would just right. say, cool. All right. Should we switch it up to some nuggets? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.